Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. Enough of that, John 8, 36. Hey, listen, in my absence, you're not lacking anything. You have a lot of good teaching coming from the pulpit. Can we give a shout out to Pastor Dave, Pastor Cody? did a great job. <laughs> Sometimes I think, oh, I better hurry up and get back there. <laughs> Want me to come back, but I told Pastor Dave, now I gotta spend all day today undoing what they did for three weeks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they did a great job talking about uh, free indeed from John 8, 36. So if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Uh, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time explaining it because I wanna dive into what I feel God's put on my heart today. But if you haven't been here for those three installments, please go back and listen to them. I always believe the Holy Spirit weaves it all together and they're all important. But if we could take another look at John, uh, uh, John 8, 36 for a second. So if the sun sets you free, if the sun, capital S-O-N, real freedom comes from Jesus, amen? Real freedom comes from Jesus, a relationship with him. We're gonna come off that today. We're gonna assume today that most of you, if not all of you, but most of you, whether you're here at home, have had an opportunity to find the freedom that comes from the son, the son of God, Jesus, through a salvation experience, free from sin, free from the bondages of sin, to live a life in a relationship with the holy God. Or in other words, once he frees you from sin and enables you to have a relationship with the father, there is nothing that you cannot walk in that's in him. Yeah, yeah. Amen. <laughs> I know I've been gone three weeks, but come on, I want to preach to myself. Come on, here we go, right? So that means everything after that moment, you have a part to play in. You cannot save yourself. Only he can do that. It doesn't matter how good you are, how much you do for people, how wonderful, incredible you are, anybody else thinks you are. The only way to the Father is through the Son. But once that freedom comes, then you have a part to play on your freedom from that point forward. You're eternally free. Now you need to walk in freedom here on the earth. In other words, let me say it this way. I like to use this example. When Moses was used by God to deliver the people of God from Egypt, God delivered them out of Egypt. Now you had to get Egypt out of them. Come on, somebody, right? You may have been saved and delivered out of this world that we walk out life trying to get the world out of us or keep the world off of us, right? But we have the ability now to be able to walk in the things of God in the authority of Jesus given us, then the forgiveness that we've received and his righteousness, not our own, having access to the Father to appropriate our freedom on the earth. Come on. That's good news for you and I. It's good news if you want not to be dependent on anybody else for your freedom. It's bad news if you want everybody else to do the work for you. <laughs> but Jesus did the ultimate work. Now there's things that we can do. And I wanna come from that standpoint this morning. I wanna take a look at a, a story uh, in Luke 8, Luke 8. Probably most of us are familiar with this story. I love the story. It's taught all the time. It's a great illustration in almost any topic that you can think of in scripture. It's a very popular there's a, a, a principles are in there are very popular to teach on. I want to look at something that honestly, until getting ready for this series, I didn't see it in this way necessarily. In fact, I was headed in a different direction. I had some other topics I wanted to cover. I felt I needed to cover in this series, if you will, free indeed. And uh, I just kept coming back to this one. So I finally said, yes, Lord. And so I'm praying and believing that what is brought out today, you're going to receive from him and not from me. And so um, I want you to hold on to what we just discussed, though, about your hand in freedom. And so, in fact, I, I, I titled the message today, The Hand of Freedom. 
because um, I want us really to know that once we are free indeed through the work of the Son, that we as believers can do things to walk in a greater freedom than we're probably currently experiencing. In other words, as you'll see in the passage today, that you don't have to wait till a Sunday morning to have someone lay hands on you. You don't have to have the elders, the pastor, you don't have to whatever your small group, those are great things. And I think that you should engage in all that at times. But I wanna also say to you that you have the ability within you because of your freedom given by Christ to walk in victory and appropriate the freedoms you need on your journey through faith and through experience. And so uh, let's look at this story. Uh, Again, let me read it for you. We'll, we'll, We'll break it down then for our message. So starting in verse 41, and behold, there came a man named Jairus and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had his only daughter was 12 years of age and she was dying. Uh, But as he went, the multitude thronged him, just a huge crowd of people. And now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind, behind Jesus and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped or she was healed. And Jesus said, who touched me? Fascinating that he did not even know. And when all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, who didn't touch you, right? The multitudes throng and press you, and you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceive power going out of me. Power went out. I didn't send power out of me. I perceive power went out of me. I didn't send it. I didn't direct it, but it went. Okay, and now when the woman saw that he was not hidden, she came, uh, that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. And she declared to him in the presence of all the people, the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well, go in peace. And while he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, your daughter is dead, do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, do not be afraid, only believe she will be made well. Fascinating story, so many wonderful things. I highlighted a few we'll talk about this morning. But I want you to see your hand in this process. And here we have a story of uh, focusing on a woman who had this illness or this issue for 12 years. At, At the same time, we have a man coming and he has a daughter who has been 12 years of age is now dying. It's not lost on me that nothing in scripture is just coincidence or random. Here we have a woman suffering 12 years and here we have a 12 year old girl. Or here maybe when this lady's infirmity started, maybe this young girl was born. Regardless, there is a a connection between these two stories. Now, we have one that is led by the, fa- uh, the husband, not the father, husband, the father, right? The father of the child. And he is a rich young ruler. He's the ruler of the synagogue. His name is named, his name's Jairus, but everybody would know the ruler of the synagogue. And as the ruler head of the synagogue, he would be a wealthy man. And then here we have a woman who comes alongside. Name is never mentioned in any of the gospels. We do not know her name. And we do know from the story that she has no money. So we have someone, everybody's name is known and is wealthy. And we have somebody, no one knows and is broke. And it just seems to me that you can be anonymous and broke and still receive your healing and freedom in Jesus' name. Nobody needs to know your name. He knows your name. 
It's not going to cost you anything. He already paid the price. So it's not based on, your freedom is not based on who you are, who you know, who knows you, what you have, what you don't have. And I think it's important for us to understand because there's all kinds of things that will come into our mind of things that, and criteria for our healing or our freedom. We're going to use healing and freedom the same. Uh, some, some kind of criteria or basis or we think somebody's more known or someone's more popular or someone's more holy or whatever that is. I want you to put that out of your mind. Here's a no-name, anonymous, broke, sick woman who received her healing, not because she stood in a healing line, not because anybody came to visit her, but because she said, if it has to be by my hand, so be it. I'm gonna receive my healing. Now, having said that, I wanna be very careful. I don't heal, we don't heal, you don't heal anybody. But healing came from her hand because she reached out and grabbed a hold of Jesus. The story's fascinating in a number of ways, but how could Jesus not know, <laughs> right? I mean, he's like focused on pushing through the crowd. He's headed to Jairus' house. And all of a sudden he's like, who touched me? Was it a rhetorical question? Was he trying to get a conversation started with his disciples? Or did he literally not know the man who knew the thoughts of everyone gathered around? How many scriptures do you look at? And Jesus knew what they were thinking without even saying. How, how could he not know he is the son of God? And yet there's something about this moment that almost, almost had nothing to do with Jesus, although Jesus was the source of her healing. But it had everything to do with this woman. Come on, somebody. So I don't know what you're waiting for. What I'm waiting for, the right things to fall in alignment for there to be a, when are we going to do a series on healing and when we're going to have a healing line? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is. And I'm not trying to be ugly this morning. I'm trying to motivate you. Get it and grab it now. Yeah. Grab a hold of Jesus now. We'll talk about that. Because this woman couldn't wait, didn't wait any longer. And so I, I, there's so, so many wonderful things. And in fact, I'm afraid I have more material than time, but uh, it's just a great passage of scripture for us to look at. But in this miracle, it seems like one slipped in on Jesus and freedom didn't come by his hand, but came by her hand and certainly the divine connection. And imagine this broken, nameless, poor woman slipping in behind and receiving something from him without asking and leaving them asking, who touched me? How is this even possible? And the disciples had to be confused. What do you mean who touched you? And don't you know when everyone touched you? But here Jesus lets us know it's possible to be around him and not touch him. I mean, really, right? I mean, throngs of people who, who didn't touch you. I mean, everybody brushing into you, bumping. How many times have you bumped into Jesus, brushed by Jesus because you've been in his presence and not received anything? You left still having the need that you came with. How, how many times do we feel like I'm just gonna be in his presence and that's enough? And that, there's a lot to be said. And please, I'm not diminishing. Being in the presence of God can change and transform you, but you can be in the presence of God and not touch God. Or, or you can touch him, but not tap into him. You can bump into him, but not connect with him. And I've just described most of our church services but it's not based on what happens here. It's based on what happens there, myself included. So I can get up here and preach about God, but that doesn't mean I'm tapping into him. You understand what I'm saying, right? I'm not pointing, I want us to say, I just feel motivated that don't wait for your freedom to be handed to you, take it. Because you're already free indeed. And what Jesus did, so 
you take the freedom that's been offered you through the works of Jesus Christ and the authority that you have now and the power that's been given you. Don't be content with just being in his presence, be in his power, right? I mean, we're, we're coming to church and be in his presence, praise the Lord, but his presence gives you access to his power. You can't have power without presence, but you can have presence without power. So for you and I, we have to find those moments. I believe that we are in and have been in our time of worship in the presence of God, but did you feel his power? Maybe, but, but, but that's why some of us can leave the same service and some have received something and some maybe have not. You'll have different conversations at lunch, right? How can you be, I heard the same sermon you did. I sang the same song you did, but it just, it landed on me different. I don't know. You tell me. So it's, it's interesting to look at this story and all, all the aspects of it and see that, was it her hand? that appropriated the healing? And if that's the case, does that mean that you and I can do the same thing? Why not? He's no respecter of a person. She's a nameless, broke, broken person. It wasn't that Jesus showed any favor. It was that she pressed in. Now, what's, what's significant about this is there must be some kind of significant difference to being around Jesus and tapping into Jesus and can I tell you, we should never content just to be in his presence, but if we're gonna be in his presence, let's tap into his power. Because that's what he intended. That's why he set us free, so we could. So now we can come into the presence, but we don't have to leave without the power. So let's not be content with leaving without the power of God, because the reality is we all have issues. We all do. We all are bound up in some area of our life. We all are, but we don't have to be. We don't have to wait for there to be this healing line or whatever, and I love those things, but don't get me wrong, but we can reach out and receive that. And the thing that we need to know that the unique thing about this with Jesus is Jesus is the manifest presence of God in this moment. He is God on the earth, if you will. Right there. For you and I, we walk with the spirit presence of power of God available for our life, wherever we are. But Jesus is the manifest presence of God. And now in our story, he is with them, but Jesus being with them was not the criteria for a miracle or for freedom. So Jesus being around, so being around Jesus, being in a, in a meeting about Jesus, wearing a Jesus shirt, wearing Jesus jewelry, come on, singing Jesus songs. That doesn't mean you're gonna receive Jesus' power. That does not necessarily invoke the presence of God, just being around him, thronging him must be different than touching him, bumping into him must be different than connecting with him or else everyone around him would have been healed. Can you imagine Jesus walking through a crowd of people? Who touched me, 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 who touched me? And the disciples are like, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. You can imagine that. But it was only one person. It was only one person and he did not send the power out. The power was appropriated, the power was pulled out of him. So what is the way by which some receive freedom and some don't being in the same location with him, hearing the same sermons, singing the same songs. One can have a God encounter and one can just be around him. And this shows us, and I want you to listen, this shows us there can be a human natural responsibility to a divine supernatural possibility. And I think that's where our struggle is. But there is a human or natural responsibility that you and I have 
to receive the divine supernatural possibility. So we have, a, in other words, let me just say, uh, we have a part to play. Some of us don't know how or don't want to play our part. And so we're waiting on God and God's waiting on us. He says, I've already set you free. Johnny 36, I've already set you free. So now you have within you the ability to receive the freedom that you need to walk out a victorious life. And let me just give you a scripture on that. Mark, Matthew 5, 6, Matthew 5, 6, you can turn there, it'll be on the screen. <clears throat> Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be what? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after right. Blessed are those who are in the presence of God, for they shall be, no? Mm -mm. No, it says, it, it's almost as if there's a, it's almost, it's almost discriminating against those who do not hunger and thirst after righteousness. Because it says those who will be filled will be those. How about those who love God? They shall be filled. I love God. I don't know that I'm always filled because I'm not always walking in hunger or, or hungering after or thirsting after. Those who sing all three worship songs and even raise their hand in one. Those who amen the pastor, that helps. It gets you closer. I'm just going to tell you that right there. I'll put a good word in for you. I'm just, I don't know. No, it's those who hung. I can't make you hunger. I can't make you thirst. Only you can do that for the things of God. How many hungry people for the things of God are in here today? Okay. Because right. I prayed and asked God for a whole bunch of people hungering and thirsting after the things of God today because I want them all to be filled. Because the promise to those that hunger and thirst will be filled. You come with that in you, that desire in you. The scripture, the promise of the Father is you will be filled. That means God has a filling that is the result of those who are hungering and thirsting for him. Today, you will get no more of God than you hunger or thirst for. Pastor, could you go back on vacation? We can come back a little nicer maybe. I'm, I'm not really sure. <laughs> That's good to know though. The truth is hard at times, but it's good to know. You determine it. Not the songs we sing, not the message we preach. You determine that. Can I tell you, and, and I've been in, and not here, I've been, I've been in other places where we've had terrible worship services. We, the, the messages have been horrible, but man, I have been filled overflowing. Can I tell you, I've been in where they've been amazing and it felt like heaven opened up and I've never heard that revelation before and I've left empty and dry. And it wasn't because of anything other than me. That you'll get no more than you hunger and thirst for in the things of God because he's already set you free. So everything from that point on, you hunger, you thirst for it, you get filled, you determine that, you determine the freedoms. You de and I'm not, I'm not trying to say, now no, let me just, I have to say this here this, because I think it's important. You've been wrestling this lady 12 years or longer than that, not because I don't want you to, I don't want you to hear like you didn't have enough faith. You're not that, 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 right? I don't, I don't want you to hear that. I don't know. I, I have things I've been believing God for for a long time still, but I still hunger and thirst after righteousness, believing for the filling, amen? I'm still gonna press in, press through the crowd, the doubt, the unbelief, the disappointment. I'm still gonna push through all that, even at own risk, just to touch the hem of his garment. So I don't have the answers for some of that, but what I'm saying for all of us is we need to have this posture of this lady. We need to have that hunger and thirsting posture. God, God will not force anyone or anything on anyone. God's not a forcer, he's a filler. 
all right? And so in this text, God, uh, what God is doing is based on the actions of the person who is seeking it. And so this lady was seeking that, hungering and thirsting, if you will, if that, it doesn't matter if something just happened or you've been bound up for 12 years, the little girl or this lady, it was this lady pressing through. Now Jesus went and we know the story and the little girl was raised from the dead. But this woman did not have that encounter, type of encounter with Jesus. He, he, was, he was seeking Jairus' daughter. He wasn't seeking this woman. He, she wasn't even on his radar. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what, if it just happened or you've been battling this for a lifetime. This woman was surrounded by masses of people, but none could heal her. This woman was around the disciples. They were present, but none could heal her. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it came down to her. Who is this woman? Who is this woman? And so we don't know her name. She's identified only by which she wants to be free from. She's identified by her issue here. So we see her issue imprisons her. It defines her. Her issue imprisons her. And because of her issue, she is alone. Because of her issue, she's alone. And aloneness can be a prison in and of itself. Let me say this. Your issues, if you do not deal with them, your issues will have issues. They will imprison you. That's why you don't have to wait for the preacher to come lay hands on you. Because what if you can't get to me for a month? Why, is he on vacation again? Where'd he go? <laughs> no, but you have within you the ability because you've already been set free by Jesus to appropriate what he has provided for you. But if you don't do it or learn how to walk in your freedom, your issues will have issues. There'll be a greater sense of bondage will come because understand what this lady was dealing with was an issue of blood. And I don't wanna get into all that, but if you read Leviticus 15, it talks about that the, the issue of blood that if you were determined or declared unclean. She had to live a life as an unclean person would. In other words, anybody that would come around her would also be declared unclean. So understand this, she could have no relationship or friendship. So her issue was not just her issue. It wasn't just healing the issue, if you will. It created an aloneness, not a singleness, but an aloneness. She couldn't laugh with people. She couldn't go to birthday parties. She couldn't have a relationship with a man or a husband or a family. Maybe she had had before the issue had started because then everyone else would be declared unclean. She was alone. Have you ever felt that way? And can I... Can I say perhaps the aloneness that was caused by her issue was a greater imprisonment than her issue? Because nobody could sit by her bedside while she was sick and read a story over her, pray over her because they'd be declared unclean. So sometimes if you don't learn how to reach out and grab and walk in the freedom, provide, it will just create a greater sense of imprisonment for you. That's why you don't have to wait for anyone else. I love that. It's not dependent upon other people. So here's this woman. All of a sudden, she's dealing with so many other things. It, her issue caused her to be broke. She spent all her money. You read the scripture I read. She, she had no money because she spent it on hopes of getting better. Can you imagine the disappointment? Can you imagine all the other things that that, that issue led to a greater sense of imprisonment? In this story, this woman 
had just continued to compound the issue upon issue. For 12 years, her issue had stole her relationships. Her issue had exhausted her finances. Her issue had drained her emotions. Her issue robbed her of her self-esteem and self-worth. Her issues robbed her of a sense of belonging, being a part of a family or a community. She wasn't even on Jesus' radar. He was headed to Jairus' house. And suddenly she realized, it's in my hands. I want you to realize this morning, if you've already been set free from the sun, by the sun, not from the sun, by the sun, it's in your hands. It's in your hands. It's in your hands. There's hope because it's in your hands. There's help because it's in your hands. There's freedom because it's in your hands because the sun has already set you free. The work of the cross, the death, resurrection of Jesus. So therefore, it's in your hands right now to walk free, to appropriate the freedom that he has for you. It's in your hands. What you've been praying about is in your hands. Your freedom is in your hands. Your breakthrough is in your hands. Your miracle is in your hands. Your strength, your courage is in your hands. But what will you do? You've been waiting for God to move, but God's been waiting for you. One woman in the scripture had so much debt that the bill collectors were coming to take her son, their sons. And, the, and she had two sons. And the prophet of God said, what do you have in your hands? I only have a jar of oil, then use it. Another woman was ready to die. All she had left was enough flour for a cake for her son and her to eat and die. And the prophet said, what's in your hand? She goes, a little flour. She goes, give it to God. And it never ran out. Moses stood at the Red Sea, the sea in front of him, mountains on either side, the enemy at his back. And he's like, God, what are we gonna do? And God says, what is in your hand? And he raises up his staff and the waters parted. David is facing Goliath and all of Israel is cowering in fear. And what was in David's hand? A slingshot and a rock. What is in your hands, church? The miracle's in your hands. Freedom's in your hands. It's in your hand. You gotta get your hands on it. 5,000 people, 20,000 people, 5,000 men, 20,000 people fed with what was in the hands of a little boy. You gotta get your hands on it. You gotta reach out for it. You gotta stretch. You gotta pursue. You gotta get your hands on your future. You gotta get your hands on God's word. You gotta get your hands on God's promise for you. She said, if I can just get my hands on his garment, I know I'll be made whole. First thing you need to do is change the way you talk about it. Change the way you talk. If I can just get to him, if I can just get my hands on his garment, I'll be made whole. What are you talking? When, when you talk about that issue, what's coming out of your mouth now? Well, you don't realize how long. I don't know how long, but I know she did for 12 years and she was able to talk different about it. No, 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 are you talking about like confession and name it and claim it? You know, I'm talking about speaking the word of God out and it getting down in your spirit, man. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about saying what the word of God says, not what this world says. I'm talking about speaking the word of God. Change the way you talk about it. We just give life to what we talk about, don't we? We feed, we feed it that way, we feed it that way. We gotta change the way we talk about it. We gotta talk about it like the word talks about it. What are you saying about it? It's not the end, it's not over. 
The next thing you need to do is reach out and pursue it. Don't, don't wait for it. Don't wait, don't quit, don't give up. Get your hands on Jesus. Get your hands on his word. Don't just be in his presence. Reach out for his power. You know what? She didn't even touch Jesus. She touched what was touching Jesus. She touched what Jesus was touching. Let's say it that way. What are you touching? Well, if you don't feel like you can touch Jesus, touch what, touch what Jesus touches. What does Jesus touch? He touches people. You want to touch Jesus? Touch someone else's life. You reach out and help someone. Touch what Jesus touches. Jesus touches the broken. Jesus touches the hurting. Jesus touches the lost. Jesus touch, he touches people. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. Touch what Jesus touches. She didn't even touch Jesus. She just touched what Jesus was touching and healing came into her life. She was made whole. Get your hands out of your, po- get your hands out of your pocket and lift them up. What are you reaching out for? Get your hands out of your pocket and lift them up. Get your hands out of your pocket and help somebody up. Get your hands out of your pocket and open them up. Give and serve and love. Touch what Jesus is touching. She touched what Jesus was touching. After 12 years of bondage, pain, disappointment, aloneness, it was over. She found her healing. Then she had to come out from being hid. Tell Jesus, that's amazing to me. She had to come from being hid because he didn't know who it was. And she had to tell him what it was. And to me, that just says that it was in her hands. She reached out and received her healing. Luke 8, 48. And he said to her daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole, go in peace. Thy faith made thee whole, go in peace. Now I know that we, I'm not teaching on that this morning, faith. I know we wrestle with that, right? Faith, do I have faith to believe? Can I just tell you, just change the way you talk. It'll change the way you believe. Can I tell you, if you touch what Jesus touches, it'll change the way you believe. And without even realizing it, just changing the way you talk and changing what you touch, faith will be displayed in your life and faith will be released in your moment of need. She was doing those things. And look at what he said. Thy faith has made thee whole. Listen, her hand got her healing. Jesus' word got her wholeness. There's a difference. See, because what this issue cost her was more than just stopping the flow of blood. It cost her relationship. It cost her family. It cost her emotion. I I dare say it, she wrestled with depression. I I dare say she probably wrestled with suicidal thoughts, having to be isolated. You know what isolation's like, right? She wrestled with all those. She wrestled, but what Jesus said, now she reached out to receive her healing by her hand, but Jesus then spoke wholeness into her life. He's restoring everything that she lost during that time. Come on, there's not just freedom and healing in your issue. He's gonna restore. He's gonna restore what you have lost, all the finances she lost, the relationships, the moments, the memories, the laughter, the community, the friendship. He's restoring. I'm gonna make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. Because isn't that what real freedom is? I'm not talking about just an area of freedom in my life. Okay, 
right? I'm, I'm not talking about just physical freedom in this moment. Do you know you can be healed and be depressed? Do you know that you can be happy and be sick? So what's happening here, now let's talk about Jesus. Jesus didn't send his power into her. She reached up and grabbed what was hers because she was free in Jesus' name, amen? And then what Jesus did do in response though is make her whole, not just healed. And that is free indeed. And that, and that my friends, is real freedom. Not just a piece, not just a taste, not just a part or a compartment free as he always intended because he is a good and faithful God. Church, friends, watching online here, freedom is in your hands. It begins with Jesus, the son, setting you free and then you can be free indeed. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.